and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. If we didn't know who Jason is... Before we start, do you want to say anything racist like the announcers or... <laughs> um, I think drunk? I'm a little more PC than that, though I did have a glass of wine as Let I shared on something. Twitter. If you remember, we had a podcast earlier this year when Arizona played Cal where we destroyed Mike Montgomery. Yeah. No comparison. Nope. I take everything back I ever said about <laughs> I Mike Montgomery. I want to apologize. I'm so Montgomery. sorry, Mike Montgomery. And honestly, even Bill Walton, like, I think that I would have handled that I felt that like better. I was watching a game where they were playing on a peach basket. And it was like their first time seeing people from outside of the United States. I, just... I also envision like the two old Muppet guys, like Waldorf <laughs> and Sattler, and them just like talking with those guys' voices. And it would, it actually made it funnier. And they're good people, don't get me wrong, but good people can be bad at their jobs too. And uh, while well, I love them back in the day, I mean, I grew up in SoCal, I, think... I grew up in Barry Tompkins back in the day. Yeah, everybody, there is comes the same a time. <laughs> like, somebody needs to retire. There comes a time. Yeah. With that being said. We at least all got a kick out of it. Let's just say that. I didn't do the drinking game. I would be in a bad place really right now. Not good right now. So yeah. fortunately we're here and we're ready to do the post game breakdown. Arizona versus Washington State. Arizona defeated Washington State 72 to 60 tonight. You were somewhat right in your game assessment because you did say last night that it would be close, but also there was the potential for a blowout. What are your overall thoughts? Yeah, I want full credit. I called this game to a T. No, uh, it, um, you know, I, I think two things happen. Like, you know, what we mentioned is Washington State is heavily reliant on the three. Like, heavily reliant on the three. 44% of their shots come from behind the arc, which is just stupid. And what happens is if you make them and they go in, you could look awesome. If right. they miss them and they don't go in, you could look like crap. Well, in the first half, uh, they were 0 for 12 from 3. And the the thing that really caught my attention, because I've watched some of Washington State. I don't watch all their games. There's only a few teams I, I try to watch all their games. Is the threes that happened were within no running offense whatsoever. It was like they were just dribbling and the dude was like, I'm going to shoot this three. And when they're not going in, it's ugly. And especially when you have a team like Arizona – um, 36 defensive rebounds to 20 for Washington State. Like, Washington State never had a chance in that regard. Uh, second half, the three ball turned around. But, um, you know, that's one of those things, like I said, if they played on a neutral floor, Arizona win 10 out of 10 times. Um, Arizona was just obviously the, uh, the better team in this matchup. So the three ball hurt Washington State, and the second half, half it helped, but it still wasn't enough. Right. You can't only have one really good weapon in your arsenal and you're not gonna go anywhere with that so how is arizona able to contain the cougars from behind the arc well one thing in you know it, it's coaching and tommy Lloyd deserves credit is most games this season they've gone to a press or they've tried to trap in the corner and tommy Lloyd basically said forget that let's just play hard straight up defense forget the trap because if washington state escapes the trap now you have an open three-point shooter and you know he's going to shoot it so they kind of got rid of it and got rid of some things that they normally do. And most of the looks, even in the second half, like it didn't feel like Washington State got that many clear looks. Like they were garbage looks and they started to go in a little bit in the second half. And, you know, eight for 20 from three isn't good enough defense. But it's not like all of them were, you know, great open, wide open shots. And so what they did basically is Arizona just played solid, hard-nosed defense and gave Washington State 
um, only so many chances. And I know Washington State had 15 second chance points on 11 offensive rebounds. Um, a lot of that was in the second half. That just wasn't all that good for Arizona. But dominating the defensive glass, getting out in fast break and transition, um, just really being better defensively. And Washington State's not a bad team. I know it felt like it, but they're really not a bad team. We're going to find out a lot. I was telling you their schedule. They still play Oregon twice, they UCLA, USC. Um, they're going to have to win a few of those games to even get any type of tournament consideration. But um, Arizona just, you know, Ben played solid defense. You know, the bigs played well. And, you know, when Arizona's defending and that's leading to transition and, and open shots, uh, there's not many teams in the country that, that can beat them. You just mentioned Ben. Um, he and Dale and Ted were clearly the players of the game. What can you say about each? Yeah, you know, Ben went through the struggles and people kind of got on him a little bit. It's safe to say those struggles are they're over in the past 20 points 7 of 12 shooting five rebounds four assists um you know and, and tommy lloyd said after the game there's a little like light and when ben has that light and he's playing hard and, and with passion they're a much better team and uh, he was clearly the best player on the floor uh today on both teams and, and there was really nothing that washington state could do uh to stop him from you know he if if arizona's offense wasn't as spread out and well balanced as it is he could have probably gone for 30. Like, it just felt like that type of game. Um, and then Dale Terry has one of the more ridiculous lines we've seen this year. Three points, only took four shots, 12 rebounds, five assists, one turnover. 12 rebounds led the game uh, by far. Um, I think Coloco had nine. But, for, you know, it, it, when he's defending, when he's getting out there, like, nobody on Washington State had an efficient night. Like, uh, you know, I guess uh, Muhammad Goye had an efficient night, but Michael Flowers, who's their main scorer, 7 of 19. Tyrell Roberts, 3 of 11. Noah Williams, 4 of 10. And Dalen kind of guarded all those guys. And, um, you know, when those two are, are on, when Dalen's on defensively and Ben is on offensively and engaged, Arizona's clearly a, uh, a significantly better team. But um, I thought those guys were, were the guys that, that kind of really stood out to me tonight. What does this win going into Saturday against Washington mean for Arizona's metrics and everything else? So as soon as this game ended, Arizona moved up a spot in the net. They're number two in the net. They got a quad one win. Now, I will say I have a feeling that at the end of the year it won't be a quad one win because they still have to face Oregon twice, UCLA, USC, and all that. Um, maybe they'll surprise us, but at worst, it's a quad two, right, which is good. Um, and, and in winning on the road, double digits, that's going to be looked at as a big deal um you know and and so right now and i'll let's go national for a minute um like purdue got annihilated by michigan I, and I, I think you called that last i said night. keep an eye on that game i'm not gonna pretend like i thought they'd win by 100 like they did yeah, that, was, that was surprising <laughs> but i had a feeling because again it's jason shears rule it is very difficult to match emotion two games in a row Purdue, Illinois. High emotion. Right. Purdue, Illinois. Passionate game. Purdue looks awesome. Cool. Turn around and face a pretty solid Michigan team. That helped Arizona's metrics just as much as a Washington State win. Because now Michigan is back on the bubble. Michigan was not a tournament team as of, you know, three hours ago. Now they're on the bubble, if not in the tournament, with that win. And so all of a sudden, when you're looking at the one seeds, you say, okay, Arizona's two in the net. They're two in Ken Palm. They added a quad one win. All of a sudden, that neutral floor Michigan wind is starting to get up. And now things are starting to look a little, you right. know. And, and I mentioned tonight after the game, as long as Arizona keeps winning, they're a one seed. I just can't see any way 
and and they're not going to run the table and but but no other team is going to run the table so it's going to be a matter of like hey if arizona's losses to ucla or at usc you're gonna i don't want to say you're cool with that but you're better as opposed to you know even purdue losing to michigan right because michigan right now isn't a great team but metrics wise um arizona is you know continues to be uh in good shape and you look at ken palm you know they're number two right now uh 14th best offense their offense keeps moving down a little bit which is kind of funny because um you know i think teams are starting to you know get in transition to stop them but they're still 14th in the country in offense but they're fifth in defense i mean they're elite and you take a look at the teams around them gonzaga nine kentucky 12 houston who's overrated as heck 14 Baylor 13, Kansas 36. And there's one thing that I, I think people, again, I'm going national here. Purdue is number one in offense, Shelby, which is obviously fantastic. They are 126 in defense. That seems very And so unbalanced. I asked my boy Ken Palm and, and Brian Peterson actually um, answer the question for me. What's, what's the biggest gap uh, that we've seen? And LSU in 1920 was fourth in offense and 179th on defense. There was no tournament. Uh, Indiana was eighth on offense, 200th in defense, and lost to Wichita State in the first round. So if you're looking for like an early, you know, upset, upset type of deal, um, and someone just sent me other numbers, Wichita was fourth offense, 111 defense, four seed, bounced into round one. Oklahoma State, 10 seed, bounced round one, one in offense, 155 defense. Duke, 486, sweet 16. Right, Notre Dame was the best, three seed, uh, made the Elite Eight in 2015. 2014, Creighton, 2-124, third seed, second round. 14, Duke, 1-86, third seed, round one. You have to be a balanced team. And right now, Arizona is one of the more balanced. Like Gonzaga, Kentucky, uh, you know, Baylor, those are balanced. Kansas is 36 in defense. That could cost them. But um, going on a tangent here, overall, um, you know, metrics-wise, Arizona just keeps moving up, basically, in the eyes of Tortoise. And I, and I have a feeling, friggin' they win on Saturday, when you see those projections come out on a Monday, um, you know, if Arizona wins on Saturday, Arizona's going to be uh, a one seed across the board. I'd be shocked if Arizona's not a one seed by all these guys. I just want to point out how impressive that was. And I'm only here for your analysis. <laughs> and I live with you. She'll be so taking thank shots. thank you so much for that. Shots. That was shots fired, by the way. Brat. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, Whoa. but no, seriously, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, thank you. So we do have Washington coming up on Saturday. Um, we will do, obviously, our normal preview for that. When is that going up? 2012 Missouri. Oh, my God, we're still going. One on offense, 111th <laughs> on defense, was a two seed, bounced in the first round, lost to the 15th. Sorry, what was the question? There wasn't a question, but I am going to say that I will not... Okay, We're we not sure Vegas. how the logistics You're not gonna are going to work on You're going to be – Shelby's going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas on this weekend, guys. With my daughter. Um, uh, a, I'm meeting a friend. Right, yeah. and they won't be there for the Super Bowl. By the way, if you've never seen the prices of hotels in Vegas, Super Bowl weekend, it's pretty exciting. I think Excalibur was $400 a night. Free vomit in the hallways. Though, Ew, but, yeah, but, I'm, that. I'm just going but, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Right. So uh, I will most likely be doing the podcast by myself on Saturday. Which might make some people happy. Right. So if you're sexist or anything, you'll be glad. And I'll make sure that I'm nowhere near a kitchen when I do it. Thank you. Just yeah. that's my spot. Shelby actually does the podcast from the kitchen. Usually you're making me a sandwich during the right, podcast, right, right? Right. 
It's the 1950s, I remember. Barry anyway. Tompkins is like, yeah, I don't see the issue with that. That's the way it should be. <laughs> Bringing it back around. Hercretia and Benedict Mathurin and oh, Christian Kalukalo. Umar Ball. Holy crap. Umar Ball. Umar Ball. That was my favorite. <laughs> my, the best was when they had the alley-oop and it was uh, like Dalen Terry to Christian Coloco and he said it was Justin Kyer to Umar Ballo and they weren't even on the court. That was my highlight of the night. Yeah. But like I said, you know, I grew up on Barry Tompkins. But um, if you're wondering, yeah, we'll still do the preview for Washington. We'll do it tomorrow. Um, and we still know. And I'm holding Jason's feet to the fire, guys. We know we need to do the football podcast. It's just that basketball has been so Well, insane. no, I said Sunday. Sunday night for Monday. But still, we'll I want to do the football podcast so badly. Yeah. But we're going to have to wait. But then Sunday is the, is the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll do so it after. So much sports on. I don't know. What do you want? Olympics we will have, I will say this. There's only a two-game week next week. That's true. So we will 100% do it next week. And it's big games. Oregon, road trip. Uh, Oregon at home. It kind of feels like next week's a very big deal for the Pac-12 in general uh, because Arizona has the Oregon schools at home. UCLA has USC and then uh, the Washington schools. So uh, it's going to be um, – it, it's going to be uh, – Big week. Yeah. Also, my dad texted me, and he said, who's your new shooting guard? And I said, that's Justin Kyer. He's not new, Dad. And he goes, no, no, this Umar Balo kid, you should start him at the two. <laughs> and obviously my dad's joking because he knows Arizona. But Umar Balo, I like my description. He, it was like he had ripped a off a human head and it threw just, it in the air. It was just so nice how he just lobbed it with one hand. It was almost like just like a force push. So thank you for that. Um, just on the Olympics front, since this is our theme oh for gosh. the week, shout out to Sean White. He is retiring after a illustrious career, half pipe snowboard. He, um, who finished fourth he place? Finished fourth place. Who finished guys? fourth place in the last Olympics? I think the guy that might have exactly Shelby. That's yeah. my point. You think anyway? Thanks for joining us, a Wildcat <laughs> Authority podcast. Wow. I'm Jason. This is Shelby. A bear down. Actually, I can talk for myself. Thank you. I'm Shelby. Okay, can this you is Jason. Make me a sandwich. Shelby, I just realized that if you're not on the message board, you think I'm a sexist prick. So I just want to say someone on the message board said they didn't like basically the female voice on the podcast. And I said, I'm married to her. Tough crap. And I also have two female dogs and a wife and two daughters. And everybody in my family is just a bunch of women. So that's how we roll. Girl power. <laughs>